Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. Today we have a great couple, Rashawn and Rob from Learn, Hustle, Grow. They are self-made, successful entrepreneurs. Rashawn is a stock trader and money coach, and Rob is a licensed realtor. And what I love about their story is that they grew up poor, but took action to change their circumstances. Yeah, and they paid off their home. Can you imagine paying off a 300000 mortgage in five years? Plus, in 2018, they quit their corporate jobs and traveled the world. Oh, yeah, they're totally amazing. And in this episode, you'll hear how they didn't start off on the same page about their finances, but through education and working as a team, they were able to crush their debt, purchase real estate, and launch Learn, Hustle, Grow to help others on their personal finance journey. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for tuning in. So guys, we're so excited to have you guys on the Rich by Intention podcast. You are super inspirational to RJ and me, and we're so grateful to just hear more about your story and your journey. Um, You guys have an amazing story, one that can really inspire our listeners. And a part of Rich by Intention is to really hone in on the dynamics between married couples and how they work together to get themselves out of debt, becoming entrepreneurs, and just building a legacy for their family. And so I think you guys are perfect examples of of that. So I guess we can start by just what is Learn, Hustle, Grow? First, I'm going to say yes. Thanks for having us. Yes, yes, Um, thank you. We really enjoy talking to you both and we're really excited about the Bridge by Intention podcast. Indeed. So, you know, Learn, Learn, Hustle, Grow. We were brainstorming names for the blog. That's actually how it started, right? We were starting a blog, which is actually now a website. Yeah. And, you know, things just kind of evolve (laughs) over time. And we were just coming up with all these different words to describe where we were and how our journey evolved. And, you know, Learn, Hustle, Grow just came to us. It, It is essentially what we did to get where we are. We truly appreciate the value of knowledge and in you know in today's age right you have the internet Mm -hmm. with podcasts with youtube videos audiobooks there are so many different ways to learn and we really just embraced that when we were making the decision to become debt-free we just consumed so much information from so many different sources so that was learn and guys there is nothing yeah. that happens without hustle. I mean, even all these people who are on social media and they look like they are living the dream yeah. and uh, working on Instagram, they are hustling. They are hustle working there. hard. And they're still hustling. Yeah, right? and you just don't realize how much work yes. that is to you know create these social media presences and, and to keep people following you and keeping yes. up with you and you know buying your courses and all that. So Our hustle was in corporate. Mm -hmm. For us, that's where we started. That's where we realized we could leverage our our finances the best by taking advantage of our jobs and, you know, investing our money. And then that's how we decided to grow through investing. Yes. Um, Our first investments, of course, were in our retirement accounts. But as soon as we could, as soon as we understood that we were ready as a married couple to invest in real estate, we did that. And that was a huge part of our ability to leave uh, corporate America. Indeed. No, that's amazing, guys. And uh, I just love what you represent. Married couple. I remember when we actually first met um we met at uh fincon 18 me and angie was just like oh we love those we love them over there right i think my, my wife angie talked with with you with sean and y'all just hit it off and i was like yeah. i just automatically when i met you i was like inspired because you you've 
been able to accomplish so much. It's like the motto example of what you want to do as a married couple, raising your children, paying off debt, investing, you know, having the same goals, having the same values. And that's all uh, amazing. So I guess my first question for you guys is, you know, how did you get on the same page? I knew that was coming. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) before we answer that question, let me just say we really admired you guys when we met you. Yeah. Because you are 10 years younger than us, at at least. And we just and we didn't talk to many people at FinCon 18. Right. right. We actually talked to you guys probably more than anybody else. You guys yes. and one other couple of our friends over at Rich and Regular. And we just were so impressed that you guys are on top of this at such yeah, an such early a, age yes. and thinking about what it takes to function as a team yes. and how it's going to impact your marriage and your family and your, your children. That's, yeah, and that's, that's awesome. That's big, yeah. big kudos to you. Yeah. That's Thank the first you. step right there. Thanks, guys. Uh, but yeah, we... Like we always say, it didn't start out this way, right? Uh, <laughs> the marriage of a spin yes, and a saver. There's always a spin and a saver, right? I mean, I was trying to change my ways when I met my wife. <laughs> um, so I was I was headed there. I was headed that that direction, he right? Was. But I still, I struggled. I, my, my mind was locked on certain things, right? And I still felt like, hey, there's always going to be bills. There's always going to be debt. I had never known anyone who were who was totally debt free who, who or who had got past these things that was blocking my mind right so you know my wife she had it she was a little she was a lot further along even though I was kind of reading the books and stuff some of the books here and there you know she was like hey man you know you know we got to figure out how to knock out this car note and this and that and I was like what it was yeah it, uh, it, it, it was a struggle in the beginning yeah so uh, we one of the things we did do before we got married that a lot of people you know don't do or take for granted um we looked at each other's credit reports yes and i think we did that did we do that before we even got engaged it was so early in mm. our we were on, we only dated for six months before he proposed so mm. let's actually give some history there yeah. but in that time frame we decided to look at credit reports because right. we were adults yeah, we were, were already 30s. in our 30s yeah. when we so we're looking we at met. everything yeah. and we're now coming up on 12 years blood test credit report everything right <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious <laughs> right you, you just you gotta be careful out here yeah we're like hold on hold on we don't know you've been you 30 great you 30 something <laughs> <laughs> she was like you so, too yeah. right so we looked at credit reports so we both knew what we were getting into yeah and then we come up with this convoluted plan on how we were going to manage our yes. money once we yeah. got married like, like a lot of people do. it was going to be all these percentages and everything right, right. because at the time he was still a spender and i was a saver right a saver to the extent that i had been investing in retirement savings right. yeah. not that i had any kind of major savings outside of that because i had been focused on paying off debt and i was already a single mom so we both had one child eat. And at the time, our oldest, uh, my son by birth was 12 when we met and and 13 when we married. And so I've been spending my time. I had purchased a home. I had paid off my student loans. It took me 10 years to do it. I was saving in my retirement, but really didn't have much other savings. I just knew that I didn't want debt. And I meet this wonderful man. You know, he is, you know, all this funny. He, I was gonna, I was gonna say, he's all this fun, you know, <laughs> he, <laughs> he's, he's really, he really balances me. I'm probably the more uh, serious, more structured one. And he gives me a lot of balance and, and we, and we need that in life. 
But I was like, oh, he's a spender and I'm not trying to have him spend all my money. Yeah, she's worried. That, I, I didn't know how worried she was, y'all, until after we got married because she, she started saying. Well, because before we got married, he agreed to the plan of Oh, yeah, yeah. We were like, OK, so we, yeah, you know, somebody's going to pay the cable bill. Somebody's going to pay the, the yeah. phone. It, he's it was gonna, so ridiculous. He's going to do this percent. I'm going to do this percent, whatever. It was like yeah. roommates. But, and, and we but still he, have our money. But he agreed to it in yeah. the beginning. I was like, OK. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. After we got married. They preached a sermon at church about two becoming one, uh -huh. you guys, and, and we are believers. We um, we believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and we want a marriage that reflects that. So we- I was moved, y'all. Oh, he was moved. <laughs> oh, he was moved, he was moved by he the two moved. becoming one? The, mayor, the, the pastor no, said, two shall become one. <laughs> and he said, he said, he came back immediately and applied that to finances, y'all. That's what it was. It was finances. It was not a financial okay. mess. <laughs> whatever so anyway he came back and immediately applied that and i felt convicted but you know how sometimes she, when you get convicted you get mad yeah she wasn't convicted then when the, when the <laughs> lord brings a message to you you don't always receive it with open arms like say? yes i hear you sometimes you're like oh i can't believe yeah. and that's kind of how it was i was like uh-oh uh-oh yeah yeah now, well, you remember your response we, i was like i said you know what i need some time to pray on that's this that's what she said yeah <laughs> I was like, if you could just give me some time to pray on this, then I she, think that we could we could come to an understanding. Herself, Look, guys, what I wanted was to make sure that on the same page. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. No, that makes a lot of sense. Given that one was the saver, you, Rashawn, and Rob was the spender, so she I could understand that your apprehension to kind of combining the finances. And I think right. a lot of married couples have that struggle where you guys, where there are differences in how you guys manage money. And it is a difficult conversation to make the, to ultimately make the decision mm -hmm. to combine finances. And so a question I have is like, what advice would you give to married couples or engaged couples or just couples in general who are kind of having difficulties making that financial decision? So the way that we eventually got there was I had a former manager who had told, uh, told me all about Dave Ramsey's total money, money makeover. makeover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, and I went to work and I, I had some kind of conversation with my manager that where I, he told me all about this book. And I came back home and shared the information with Rob. I said, would you be willing to get some education mm -hmm. around personal finance and money before we agreed to combine our finances. And he said, oh yes, absolutely. So one of the things I love about him is that he's really open to learning new things. And that's one that keeps us moving forward or pushing ahead is because he's always learning new things and bringing new things to the table. But he was totally open to learning. We went through Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover audiobook yeah. in our cars on the way back and forth too. to work. Yeah. And then we would discuss it and take action on what we've learned. And so we were married at the end of April. And by June 1st of that same year, we had shared, <laughs> yes, we had a new plan and shared banking accounts. Yeah. So that's how we got there through education. That was key for us. Yeah. I think question. that's great advice to make sure that in order for you to get on the same page, just trying to educate yourself, give yourself the tools to be comfortable with this new task <laughs> that you're taking yeah, it's, it's on. It's a new reality. Of, yeah. 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 Not just you anymore. Right? Yeah. So, exactly. To go and from me to we. So how was that? Like, what was that like once you guys did combine the finances? What were some of the challenges there? Well, our first task was, you know, they tell you that both parties really should be aware of all of the 
finances and that both parties should be engaged in bill payment. So we we tried that. We started with, um, hey, even though it was coming out of the same account, hey, why don't you pay these bills and I pay these bills so that we both get used to using the tools to pay the bills. Well, somebody somebody would forget to schedule the bill payments. You know, you don't have to pay them like right then. You can schedule bill payments online. Anybody got time for that? You know, they say, you know, that there's a money nerd in in the relationship and that's usually the saver. And the money nerd, I'm all excited about this. Let's let's sit down and talk about this and let's get these bills paid and that's not my husband. No, no. So we tried it that way where he paid some and I paid some, even though it was all shared, but that didn't work. Eventually, um, we got to the point where I would be responsible for making sure everything got paid. But what we would do is we initially started, do we have a weekly budget meeting to start with? Yes. We started weekly <laughs> and we pushed it out to uh, monthly. monthly yeah. Then we pushed it out to quarterly. Yes. Once we got, yeah, as we progressed, we we got right. it out to quarterly and she was like, oh, he's good. He's good now. So. Yeah. Once we got to the point where we were paid. both clear. Promotion. On- <laughs> yeah. I was just like, hey, man, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna work on just bringing in my part of the money and you know, she she'll handle everything and which is a little dangerous, you know, but, you know. <laughs> She might try to flee one day, you know, with all my money. But <laughs> I was like, ah, I think we're going to stay together. It's all good. <laughs> he can see everything. And so one of the she, things I would say that if you are a marriage of a spender and saver is you'll find that the spender will just come to the saver and say, hey, what do we have? And, you know, I want to spend. Encourage the spender to look at the accounts right. because they should at least go in and take a look at it and know what's yeah. going on yeah. ra- rather than just coming to the other spouse um, for, right. for the information because it's all there. It's all laid out. So what my response is when he asks a question is, let's have a budget meeting. Oh, dear. So. <laughs> So I now hate, we have we have budget meetings as needed now, and it's usually when there's time for some spending. Whenever I want to ask for something, <laughs> yeah. Want, yeah, that that's her deterrent, like like uh, you know bug spray. As soon as I come and be like, hey, wow, did you see that new new PS5 came out? You know, and then <laughs> let's have a budget meeting. I'm like, oh, never mind. So I remember you guys had mentioned to us before about you know how you guys had an allowance. I think yes. for each of you, I was gonna so get like, to that. Yep. yes. How did how did that work? Like, when did that so, come into the conversation? So what happened was, being that we both could spend on our the way we wanted to before this happened, we got on the Dave Ramsey. Everybody was all excited, and and we were just you know setting everything up for bills and how we're gonna you know divide everything up and then we we noticed something dave never mentioned like an allowance or something that you if, if you especially if you're a person like me that needs to have some kind of money you know even a little bit even a hundred bucks in the account then it's like hey wait now we're we've allocated everything for bills and i got I, i've got nothing you know bills and savings yeah bills and savings and i got nothing so somehow we started we i kind of came to her and said yeah. hey that was his idea. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, we need some kind of allowance or something. How do you how do you buy your you know your your lattes from Starbucks and I buy my Xbox games and what about that stuff? You know, if yeah. we're focusing all on bills, so then we were like, oh, hmm, we need to come up with some type of number that's you know not too big, but you know something that's this that can hold us over." every two weeks so we started getting giving ourselves an allowance based on whoever because we both got paid like twice a month or whatever, right? And, and and actually you have to be you have to watch that because yeah, no sometimes. he got paid every two weeks and yeah. I got paid twice a month right. so it come came out of every pay period so that meant that he had twenty six pay periods and I only had twenty four 
Right. The easier. So at the end, uh, um, so at the end of the year or at some point during the year, I would get an initial an, an additional an addition, yeah. um an additional allowance payment because I was short, you know, yeah. I was short um what he what he got. So it's something you just have to be aware yeah. of. You could do it just monthly yeah. if the, if both Everybody. individuals, you know, could hold for 30 days, right. but most spenders need that money every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean we could have did it like the first and the fifteenth, <laughs> like the you know, like the government or something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we but. we actually implemented that um, with us. So like we okay. now get an allowance, and that's I think we were inspired by you guys. So uh, nice. we did that maybe like last year, I think, or two yeah. years ago. Yeah, like two right. years ago we started yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, we're both savers. We're both so. savers, so it's 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 oh. more like an it's, investment account. <laughs> that's right. I was gonna say that is so weird. It's all accumulating yeah. right now. So uh, I was gonna say, what are you doing in analysis with two with two savers? Yeah. RJ needs a hobby, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm about, I'm about to buy a car with the with the account or something like that. <laughs> Good God. So our allowance, our monthly allowance is not that much. So no. Okay. okay. But I haven't and touched I, it in two years. So yeah. right. wow. Yeah, mine would mine would definitely stack up. Yeah, time. hers, yeah, it was yeah. it was so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it, it was it was like I'm like, hey, where are you going? Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, go go shopping or when she when she did go. I'm like, wow, what where'd all those bags come from? Where'd you where'd you get that? And she, and she, and she was like, Oh, well, I've been saving for six months. And I'm like, wow. And I look at my account and I got like $25 left, right? Because I was always buying <laughs> them lattes. Kind of, you get them lattes. Yeah, some kind of food, or you know, give yeah. me a give me a combo meal from you know five guys or something. So and then you do have to discuss what what's the purpose of the allowance, right? So yeah. for us, the allowance, oh, uh, yeah. what came out of the allowance was anything that did not benefit the household. Right. So all household items came, came out of the, the household. The joint. What we call the company yeah, account. Yeah, we call it, we named it company on the website. Company. Yeah, I but like then that. allowance came was things like I really do before COVID. Um, I did a lot of brunches, or lunches, friends, yeah. happy hours because yeah. I've been in this area for twenty for just over twenty years, and I've accumulated a lot of girlfriends. Right. And we like to get out and you know connect and socialize. So that's actually where I would spend the bulk. Yes. Of my money, whereas he has more hobbies, games, he likes watches, electronics, yeah, yeah. things of that Camera, nature. Taking yeah. Pictures, so, yeah. you know, and these hobbies can get really huge, right? We have some nice cameras and that was, and even had the camera before we began, you know, a YouTube channel. Yeah. So you really have to take into consideration how how you're going to spend the allowance as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, definitely think having you know allowance and fun money is always good, especially in the journey uh, of of marriage. But I, I want to pivot a little bit, and and you mentioned your YouTube channel. You mentioned a couple things that you're working on as a married couple. How are you managing that together? Man, so I will say this: it's not fun. <laughs> this this is the thing it depends on your personalities right it can mm. be it can certainly be challenging you do have to have a divide and conquer strategy wherever possible where you split up responsibilities yeah. so i might be responsible for creating a script while he's responsible for the video editing but it also helps if both people are open minded and collaborative right if you can you know hear each other out regarding input and thoughts on you know and, and ideas i come from a professional career where i worked as part of teams now i led those teams but I never really had to, I, I, I primarily worked with multiple people to get the job done. So I knew that I had to be open, collaborative, listen, et cetera. My husband, on the other hand, Opposite. comes from a background where 
they truly divided all the work. There were very few shared responsibilities in his job. He, the guy, he sat next to a, another guy in the office, but he did his own thing. Yes. Rob did his own thing. And you did how you wanted as long as you got the job done. Right. Well, so imagine those two very different work experiences coming together to work. My thought is let's collaborate. Let's talk it over. I have these ideas. What do you think? No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah. So I went from IT. I was in IT background for 19 years. So I always just kind of did. We got tickets, right, Yeah, for problems. And I just go do my thing. I knew how to fix it. I knew how to, you know, or figured out how to fix it or whatever. Then I went from that. Now I'm a real estate agent, right? And I'm alone. I do my own thing. I, I have an office, but you kind of have to make your own progress, right? No, nobody's breathing down your throat and stuff like that. So hmm. yeah, so she's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it was different once we came together trying to do this, right? Yeah. And so I ran a $30 million business for a large corporation. And when you're responsible for a revenue goal that that's that large, you have a team of people to support you and help you, you know, get over the get over the line to achieve your goal. And so I always thought, you know, hey, if we're working together, it's just going to be better because you're going to have more ideas, Mm. more diversity of thought, more different insight. He's like, no, this is my vision. (laughs) (laughs) You got your vision. I got my vision. And he's like, and and he's like, and the two shall not meet. I'm like, but they have to meet. We got one channel. Yeah, but everybody's not like us. So, you know, the question was. (laughs) He said, how is it? I actually think, uh, I think, actually think a lot of couples are probably more like that than not, you know, like where you're trying to, I feel like it's almost like the marriage journey, right? Like trying to do the business together. It's like bringing two separate individuals who come in to live uh, in together under one roof and you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to make this work. And I think, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know we can, Um, you know, we've had our own share of challenges and just trying to determine the roles and responsibilities and how not to let the business impact our marriage, right? How do we kind of focus in on the business and do what we have to do, but not let it, (laughs) not bring those arguments into, you know, our personal. (laughs) Have that residual beef left over. Yeah. You'll be like, don't talk to me, man. You know, you, you have a beef and then you, you, you go, you go to your room and you'd be like, man, right. my coworker I work with now, I can't stand my wife. Yeah. <laughs> right. I I know. And we were married for already, we were married for, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary, what the year we were traveling. Yes. So 2019 oh, man, was our 10 year anniversary. And that was also the same time we started the YouTube channel. Right. So when you start a lot of new things, you make a lot of new changes, changes. in your life, yes. even if they are wonderful yes. changes, exciting yes. changes, mm-hmm. things that you want to do, all that change brings additional stress into the relationship. Right. We, because yeah, like she said, 10 years married and then we quit our jobs and we said we're going to travel a whole year, right? It was a fantastic wow. year. It was. But on the other side. In theory. Yes. It was a rough year. It was a, it, it was the year that we, who travels, who travels to 23 countries in one year and fight, you know, who's going to be, nobody's going to think you're fighting 
while you're doing that, right? Every and we, day. We fight every day, more than we've had. We got along so well. I'm like, who is, I don't even recognize yeah. this person. Because honestly, <laughs> we we would tell people like our first nine years were kind of a breeze. It was easy and people you hated know? us for it. Right, it was like, I was like, why, it's like, why are you happy? Like, everybody's like, yeah. It was, this ma- it was like, this marriage thing is not the hard, you it's just have to find right. the right person yeah. yes. and yes. get on page with your goals. I mean, achieve, now achieving major goals definitely makes a difference in a marriage, yes. if you ask us. You know, that whole paying off the debt thing and then investing and becoming real estate investors and then paying off the house. Oh, Oh, we were on cloud nine. We was like, we, you, you can tell us nothing. We can do, we can do everything. (laughs) I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know who the people are, but we, who we were, who we felt like we were, it was awesome. Yeah. And then we leave the country. Right. Oh my goodness. Guys. (laughs) So you might like to travel, but most Americans only get two or three weeks a year of vacation. Right. Vacationing and travel are not the same thing. No. We just don't know that because most Americans don't get to travel. Yeah. So every year before we traveled the world, we went on two or three trips a year, yeah. but they were vacations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, how many did we go? Yeah, yeah, probably, we, we, yeah. we might do one, Dominican. One two, yeah, yeah. We might go to Vegas. You know, depend, if somebody had a wedding, we might go to that. We were we had the luxury of being able to respond and go wherever we wanted during those times. And it was always fun. It was a beach. It was relaxing. Yeah. We didn't even worry about what we spent because it was only so few times. It, there were only a few times a year which right. we did this. So we had the money available to do it. Now, Take that and decide that you are going to leave the country for an extended period of time. As a matter of fact, you don't even know when you're coming back home. Mm-hmm. When you leave, you are trying to pack conservative conservatively so that you can move these bags from country to country. Every time you land in a new country, you're in a different airport. You have no idea where you're going. They have different rules in the airport. They have different security where you have to go through multiple checkpoints. You think you're done, but you're not. Yeah, weather. The food is different <laughs> everywhere you go. Your stomach needs to adjust to eating the different food. Yes. Right. The weather has changed on us because yeah. it's not it, like we be just. sunny and hot. Right. And snow the next, right. the next in, day. In the month of January, <laughs> we, we were in Argentina, oh, for yes. example. And we, when is that? We right. went to the snow peaks. Yes. Right. In um, Patagonia. In Patagonia, we we are climbing icebergs, and then we went from there to the heat. Well, we were in Buenos Aires first. No, no, I'm not giving the whole itinerary. Okay, just saying, I'm just giving (laughs) an example of you know the cold versus the heat. And so then at that same time, we did Iguazu Falls was in that same month where we were sweating going through the waterfalls. So the wardrobe has to be right, the weather, and you're moving every day. You only have a limited amount of time to be in each place. And we might go, you know, anywhere from four to seven days in each location. So imagine moving that frequently. You don't know anybody except your spouse. So you are spending all of your time together, Mm. you know, kind of like COVID. (laughs) Before COVID. (laughs) Or as I like to say, B.C. Right. All your time together <laughs> in a foreign country. So when you're mad, you can't even get away except to go to the hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that year was uh, was a real eye opener for us. Yeah. And good, good year, but it had a bad part. So. Yeah, it was it was definitely challenging. All of that to say, you know, when you take on a lot of change in yes. your relationship, that includes having children. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. moving your house, right? So everybody's not going to do what we did and leave their jobs and leave the country. But you still have to take into consideration those stressful times, yes. like, you know, moving from one house to another, you know, dealing with um, aging parents, dealing with family drama, mm-hmm. having kids, yeah. all of that stuff is stress on the relationship. And I guess the biggest thing is to just try to remember we're on the same team. Yep. Yep. On the same team. So would you guys do it again? Again, or you you mean if we had to go back and do it? Again, again. Would you do it? No. 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 No, no, no. We wouldn't and we wouldn't advise. No. <laughs> <laughs> Our marriage was strong. We had a very solid yes. nine year foundation. Thank God. Yeah. Right. And we saw and we turned 10 years while we were traveling. Now, but I could definitely see how this could ruin a relationship. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So wow. I mean, yeah. So at this point, we're we are we we've had our fill of traveling a whole year. But not saying we're going to stop traveling. We're still going to travel. But now we since we've seen what what happened and how and we, we know how to adjust. We, 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 you know, in our minds, we've adjusted on how we're going to do this from now on. You know, we, we're probably going to stick to a few. I mean, it, it would be still great to do like travel four times a year. Right. Yeah. But then, we, you know, but we're not going to. And we definitely would do like three countries. So like, we, yeah, yeah, like we do, do want to do Spain, we just Portugal, be gone for months, and, right. right? Like we want to do Spain, Portugal and Morocco together. Right. When you see those locations, you generally see them packaged together. And yeah. so we will, you know, so we right. still plan to do trips like those yeah. where we might be gone smaller for chunks, three right? weeks. Yeah. yeah. And that, that wouldn't be bad. Three weeks to a month max, probably, but not you know, three months, four months, six months, right? Like yeah. we did last time. So. so so let me ask you you guys this question. So you recognize this this problem that you were having. Was it getting back to the US that solved everything? Or did you have to go through like counseling or you just had an in-depth conversation about like, hey, maybe we should go back to the US? Like what was that what was that conversation like and how did you resolve it? So we had kind of resolved that we were going to stick it out and because we had committed to doing this travel thing. That was another thing. We weren't sure what we were going to do when we returned to the U.S. Right. So we really felt like we have to see as much as possible. We didn't know this is our last shot, right? So, so. we stayed, yeah. So we stayed out there, even though we were beefing. <laughs> yes. And so we stayed longer than we should have. But yeah, yeah but when we got back um, in between a couple of the trips, we did take like one longer break. So like we did come back for like 30 days, a one graduation. time like the month of June. Right. We came home for our youngest niece's graduation and, yeah, we, and, we, and we were like, okay, we just need a break. We stayed home for a month and then we did try to see a marriage counselor we, we, and, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and just imagine trying to tell somebody yes. that you are debt free yes left your jobs and living your dream by traveling the world but you, you can't stop fighting you know what she did y'all she looked at us like we were crazy <laughs> she's like this sounds like first world problems yes, <laughs> yes exactly like, you know i can't she was like wait a minute you're doing what you're 40 what you're what she couldn't she she couldn't even it was overwhelming yes. to this, this our, young lady. our kids are adults and we're yeah. not having any money problems she, yeah either. she was looking like wait, that and that's all you let me, let me show you what i got buddy <laughs> I mean, so it was, it was a it was a very difficult circumstance in which they get counseling on. It's, and honestly, I can't imagine what your listeners are going to say in the comments on this. Yeah, most people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most people. The thing is, yeah, but it's yeah. It, you, you just, only travelers would understand. Yeah, you got to be you there. You only be have this it. conversation with people who've been in the circumstance. Yeah, it was just, and I, very few people ever will be. And and I think one thing that you mentioned was it was similar to like being in COVID, like just stuck together without having like right. an, an outlet. outlet yeah. Um. So I think that's where where you see the common ground because uh, I, I think a, a lot of people understand that when they that. Right. Yes. So I guess how have the lessons you learned through your traveling and how has that translated into your YouTube channel? 
the lessons from the year of traveling and working together and being together all the time. How do you bring that to your YouTube? Well, I, w- I will say this. So we we continue to make videos during, uh, we I, we took a break when COVID first hit, but it was just because <laughs> we were tired of making, making videos. Right. But COVID for us has probably been easier than it has been for a lot of people because yes. now we were already accustomed to being around each other in such small spaces. Yes, hotels. So now we're yeah. home in our 2,600 square foot house and right. he's got upstairs and I've got downstairs. Yep. It's like living in a castle. Like my own little apartment, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's like he's got his wing, I've got mine. So, you know, it's it's much easier during yeah. the course of a, an entire work day. And we just, you know, come up and down the stairs as needed to, yeah. to yeah. talk to each yeah. other. I feel, I feel kind of bad because sometimes I'm like, man, all those people are crazy out here. They, they just don't know how to, you know, be together. But, you know, I forgot about the, yeah. the travel. How right? hard it was. Yeah. This is a, yeah, this is an upgrade for us. Major. When, yeah. When we were, you know, in a tent or in a hotel room, you yeah. know, and stuck in another country and can't just yeah. go somewhere, right? So. And then as far as the YouTube piece, yeah. um, I think over time with YouTube, so what, what we really wanted and probably what a lot of content creators want is initially is we wanted to grow fast. Right. Right. We really wanted to see this thing take off. And we thought, you know, oh, this is, you know, people like we, we are, we're having these interviews and it's everybody's inspired by the story and they think it's great. However, we're telling our story on YouTube primarily after we've done it. Right. And so that doesn't grow as fast as watching people go through a process. Right. And sharing it on the the way people like the journey. And um, we just never would have thought, you know, 10 years ago, now 12 years ago when we started this to share all of our personal money business on the Internet. Yes. (laughs) It's different. <laughs> Things have changed a lot, right? Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about your household, your yeah. family, but you we were up, raised, right? right? Yeah. And you just don't tell. Don't tell people your business. Right. Real players <laughs> move in silence. Yeah. You know? but <laughs> Just all of that, you know. Yeah, but we don't really agree with that anymore because the thing is, how can other people and, you know, and other generations learn, right? Unless you're sharing the journey mm-hmm. and sharing what, how to do certain things. It's not all about bragging. It's about, hey, it's, it's possible. I mean, right. a lot of things. You got to see that it's possible. Honestly, I, th- but when we were thinking about doing this travel thing for a whole year, I it was one website in particular that I kept going back to looking at a group on a Facebook group, looking at a group of people that were traveling, people who look like me going all over the place, all over the world. Right. Like I'm like, I've always wanted to check out Ireland, for example. But I was like, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to look like me in Ireland. And I was terrified. I was like, man, they might I might come up missing out there. Right. And then next thing you know. I look on the, you know, on the group and I see somebody in Ireland. Right. And I'm like, wow. So that was a lot of inspiration from people sharing, saying, hey, I've done this. I've mm-hmm. done that. I've been here, you know, and it's possible. Right? right. So that really put that fueled me big time. So. Right. Well, social media has had a huge impact on what we see and what we believe is possible. So for those of us who are in the position to to do what we've done or what and what we're doing. Um, as far as financial independence is concerned, it, it is really important to share. Yeah. But coming back to, you know, taking this all full circle, I think what we realized for us is that we have to do things at our own pace. Mm-hmm. We can't push ourselves beyond what we're capable of or comfortable with right. because we are working together and one spouse cannot drag the other one along. Right. 
you both have to be comfortable with working together as a team, whether it be travel or starting a business, creating a YouTube channel, creating a podcast. And you, you, you might move slower because you're, you're, you know, your partner's not ready, but you do have to get on the same page you know, to, to accomplish anything. Yeah, Most definitely. I totally agree with that. So just speaking of getting on the same page to accomplish anything, you know, I want to just kind of talk a little bit more about how you guys paid off your home. That's an amazing victory. Um, mm. You know, and I know so many people want to be able to pay off their home. You know, even now it's a little challenging now for people to even purchase their first home. So how, how did you guys get on the same page with that? And how long did it take you to pay off your house? So we had already been considering paying off our, our first home, right? So the first, our first home became our first rental. Initially, we discussed that we were going to stay in that home indefinitely and buy rental properties. Yes. And then eventually have what they call barista fi you know, maybe work at a Starbucks or something like that. And right. just, you know, spend our time traveling. Yes. You know, we at that point, we hadn't even thought about sharing anything via social media blog or, or anything right. else. We were just like, you know, we're going to live an easy life. Well, we went out to search for a home or the next rental property and the market had already begun to turn yeah. in 2013. Right. So we were married in 29. And in, by, by the time he got me on board with the investing in real estate, it was 2013. Right. And the price we had in mind to spend on a rental was not was accurate. No yes. It was not available. <laughs> it was a bunch of homes that had been flipped already and they were charging way more than we wanted to spend on a rental. So I thought, the, but the interest rates were great. Yes. So we were seeing, you know, 2.75 and 3%. And we were like, you know what, with these great interest rates, I went home and did the numbers. I was like, we could refinance this house for the remaining. Uh, We refinanced it down from a 30 to a 15. Yeah. And then we it was like seventy five thousand left. Yeah, right? it wasn't it wasn't a lot left yeah, at it was all. It's like seventy five thousand like, left. We refinanced it to we, a fifteen. Fifteen, and, and then, then we and I was like, we can buy a new house, a larger house, right. you know, our house, because the first home I had already owned, and uh, right. he had always wanted us to buy something together. And I was like, this is the time to do it. We looked at the numbers; it made sense. We put down 10% on our current home, the house that we paid off, put down 10%. And then ha- having listened um, to Bigger Pockets podcasts and everything mm-hmm. after I made a transition in the job, again, all of this, he was already all on top of and was just trying to get me <laughs> to get engaged, to right. listen, to get on board, right? So we now have our first rental property, but, you know, I'm still not fully aware of what we can do from a financing perspective and how we can, you know, really make this thing work. So we live in this home for five years. I get an opportunity to change jobs and I'm listening to all these podcasts and you're talking about cash out refi five, you know, what, what was it? The exchange, a 1031 exchange, the 1031 exchange. So yeah, I'm listening to all these to different things you can stuff, do. And yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, Pay we, no taxes. we yeah. could completely do this. Yes. And so <laughs> at that point, that's when we sat down and had a discussion about what did, what did we want to do now that right. we had all these tools available to us. There are people who say, Oh God, Oh my God, you can't do anything with one rental. You most definitely can. Oh, yeah. Now, by this time, we had accumulated a few more rentals because we had gotten on. He got me on board with one a year. Right. So (laughs) at this time, we owned 
um, four rentals in our primary residence by 2018. Yep. But with one rental, we could use one rental, our first rental, yep. which we could pay off and we could cash out refi and take the money from that property, still keeping it to the point where the mortgage covered everything, uh, the, the tenants Tenant, covered the mortgage, the mortgage yep. and all the insurance and everything yep. and still use that money to pay off our home. Yep. So that's what we did. We did a cash out refi on the first rental. We still had three others that were at 15 year mortgages, cash out refi, took the 150 from there. Now um, applied it to our then 200K mortgage. And then we were always investors in stock as well. Mm-hmm. We had a stock portfolio yep. that had a very nice balance in it, had done well over the course of time that we had the stocks there. We took $50,000 uh, from that account. And in one lump sum, we Just paid, paid $200,000. So in the first five years, we paid it down, you know, 100000 Right. Or the 70,000 since we put down, yeah. you know, 10 percent. Wow. Oh, that's when we noticed. Yeah, we noticed that the house was what, 300. It was 300. We, we noticed that. We, had we said, wow, we just, we just yeah, it was a 200,000 dollar balance. And then we we're like, wow, could we pay this off? And within a week or something, we yeah. went and said, let's just we just made the decision and knocked out 200 grand. And in st- June stopped 20, all June that interest. So we're yep. coming up on three years. Because we couldn't believe how fast that hundred thousand was gone on, you know. But I guess it was, it was a fifteen-year loan, right? So yes. when we saw when we saw five, in five years we paid paid down a hundred grand, we were like, wait a minute. And then we just kind of made the decision right then after talking and went within the, the next week or two and just paid. Well, actually, over. so you have to go through the cash out refi process and everything first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that end takes like 30 well, days. Yeah, it's just like any yeah. other, it's just like any other financing process for those we people were like, who are thinking about oh, that. And we were, yeah. And we were calculating how much interest we would save and over the next, you know, 10 years. Well, yeah. The remaining, five, yeah, yeah, 10, 10, 10 years, years left. left. Yeah. We were like, oh my God, we would save, save a bunch of money if we knock this out. But a lot of people wouldn't agree on the way we did it because they say, oh, just use that money to do something else. So, you know, use it for leverage, but we, but once we we're paid about comfortability, the, yeah. right? But once so, we paid off yeah. the mortgage, then we it came to us that wait a minute, both boys were going to graduate. Yeah, one was going to graduate from high school, and one was going to graduate from college. Yep. So if we paid off this mortgage and we didn't have to worry about kids, the kids, yeah. wow. Then what could we do? Limitless. So it looks a lot different, <laughs> right? So paying off the mortgage is not for everybody, right? You know, if you know it, would we have paid it off if we couldn't have left our jobs? Maybe financially, it might not have been that urgent. Right. But the idea that we could pay off the mortgage and leave our jobs, right. that changed yeah. everything. That was, la- was our last big bill. You know, yeah. our cars are already wow. paid off. We owe any student loans. We were like, wow, the only thing we got is this house just kind of hanging over us, right? So we just we just decided, man, and in like no time, we yeah. decided, within days, we decided. Yeah. And so. of course, and we still own that. We still own that first house. It has appreciated our, significantly. Yes, our baby, the little one. Yeah. And there's still a great deal of equity in in that property and in our other properties as well. Yeah. So we were in a position to to do that, still have significant equity in our rentals, and you know, be free. That's amazing, amazing story, guys. And really just thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, so, you know, you're debt-free, you're real estate investors, you have the YouTube channel. What are you guys individually working on now uh, as far as like career or endeavors? Uh, so, so since we got back from, you know, traveling, I've been a full-time realtor. He's um, awesome at it, by the way. I was, I was uh, doing it part-time for a few years. And now I'm finally... I finally got out of the IT game and uh, which is, which is kind of, which is kind of great. Even though I was decent, I was decent at that, but still I don't have to really 
uh, answer to many people except my clients now. And, and they usually look for me for a lot of, you know, guidance on how to do this. And so I'm just, I'm just, as what, as one of my friends say, slinging houses, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure you're, that's, you're doing a lot out there in Texas with everybody uh, yeah, it's relocating crazy. Yeah, it's, from it's California. Insane. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's insane right now. And, but the, what's really cool is my niche is since I'm an investor, a lot of people reach out because they know I'm an investor and they want to be in, they want to get into investing. Right. So it's like, these are my people. It's, it's great to talk to other people who are on the same page or want to be on the same page. As, right. Or at least know. if they see their first home as a future investment, right? right? As right. something that they exactly. want, they want to repeat what we did, live in the first home for a while, you know, get an understanding of the house and then, yep. you know, about, be ready yep. to move to buy another yep. one. Definitely unsold a few of those. And I got a few, I got a, one, one guy, he was a customer now he's a friend and he's like on his fourth one, lived in every one of them him and his wife. And I mean, they must be crazy together because they both, <laughs> they, they, I mean, they, she's actually on board with moving every time and taking their two teenage daughters. Right. Wow. And they, and he, but guess what? He said, Rob, he told me in the beginning, I want to do this. I, I want to stick with you too, man, but I don't have a lot of money to do this. And you know, he, but he's a very dedicated guy. He works hard. He doesn't make a ton of money. You know, he, he's not in six figures or anything yet, but man, but he's grown more than mo- most people because mm-hmm. he was dedicated to the cause. And he was like, I don't have the the 20, 25% to put down. I said, well, the only way around that is to actually live in it. Then you can put down lower and then eventually move out. And, yeah. you know, you, you know, you can use that as your benefit, you know, to your benefit. And that's what he did. He said, that's what I'm going to do. And he, we're looking for another house for him right now yeah. as we speak. He's got a different level of hustle. Than yes. Most people. That's really what you say. Learn, right. hustle, grow. That's right. He's got a different <laughs> he level of hustle. He does. So. And I think that's great. And I think a lot of our listeners can uh, take some of that advice, right? Like just kind of when I think that's an awesome strategy, right? To live in your live in the home and then yeah. use it as a rental in the future. But also I think just seeking out real estate agents that are investors, right? Like, so if you want to be an investor, I think kind because they they have a different way of thinking as you're right. looking at the houses. And so um, I would encourage our listeners to kind of seek out real estate agents like you, Rob, who are invest who have that investor mindset because you yeah. can definitely help them answer the right questions. So when we started Learn Hustle Grow, my idea was to be a travel agent, a home-based travel agent. I mean, we were travel, we had traveled for a year. We knew we were going to travel. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me, you know, become a home-based travel agent. Then I can actually take advantage of these discounts while we're traveling. You know, the content that we're sharing will be based on travel. And of course, people will want to book travel through us as international travelers. Right. Um, so we I was open for business while we were traveling. And a lot uh, um, of people thought, well, they're on vacation and I don't want to bother them. So we re- people really struggled to reach out while we were traveling. So when we got back, we said, hey, we're back, you know, doing the travel and real estate full time. You know, would love to help you book your travel. That was in January of 2020 mm-hmm. and COVID exactly shut down the, the world <laughs> in March of 2020. Yes. So fortunate, fortunately for us, we could see that it was going to take some time for us to build an income in the real estate and travel piece, right? Just based on getting customers, right? Because oftentimes when you start a business of your own, your family and friends are the last one to actually do business with you. Right. You yep. know, that's just something you have to be prepared for when you start a business. <laughs> they are not running to your door to, no. you know, to help you I don't out. Know why that is. What, what, do you, what, what do you think? What, what do you think it is? I, I think Man. that culturally in America, 
we just don't support entrepreneurs. We think that entrepreneurship is a short-term thing and people are losing their minds when they leave their jobs. Right. Everybody's on board when you get a promotion. Midlife crisis. You get you, or go to school. Yes, you've probably seen that <laughs> meme, right? Somebody says, Oh, I got a promotion at my job, or I'm changing companies, and everybody cheers and likes and loves on social yes. media. Yes. Because you know, we have been conditioned to work for someone right. else. And then you say, Oh, um, get a master's. Well, now. yeah, yes, I've got my master's. Well, my yeah, second got master's. My, yes, I've gone for my, my third PhD. master's. <laughs> right. So the idea, you know, and we believe in education. We, we just yeah. don't believe that you have to pay significantly for that. You can learn right. in other ways outside of the formal university system. Yes. But, you know, somebody says they got an, M- an MBA or a PhD. What we hear is fifty dollars to $100,000 in debt. That's what Learn Hustle Guard hears. Yeah. Right. That's what we hear in the financial independence community. But mm-hmm. pe- but everybody else thinks that's amazing. Yeah. Until you got to pay it back, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> but, you know, but now you want to start a business. So now you have all of this debt behind you. Let's say if you're an entrepreneur, you had right. all this debt behind you and you want to start a business. You just made it that much more difficult for yourself. Yes. But people really see entrepreneurship as a struggle. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, my God. Well, we'll just see how long they last. Right. You know, and I don't, and I think that's what it is. I think that's why people don't jump on board to support you immediately. They're confused, especially if they know that you earned a comfortable six-figure living the way we did. So let's be clear. We had a six-figure income the entire time we were married, mm-hmm. shared, you know. Um, so it, you know, that that impacts what you're able to do and how you're able to do it. Yeah. And so people are like, oh my God, they left those good jobs. Yes. So I think that's I think that really, you know, that really boils it down to why people don't support. But we saw that there was going to be a struggle with travel and real estate. And we thought we need another stream of income. Right. And we had met another member of the financial independence community, uh, Terry Egioma. We met her at we met her Fincon. at FinCon 18, but we didn't talk a lot. But at FinCon 19, we were kind of reintroduced to her right. by another um, Texas-based FinConner, and um, we 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 vibed. We were right. like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I, I think I remember seeing you last year." And we started to talk. Well, Terry teaches a class on stock trade, stocks, and options. And um, we knew about the class, um, but also we just knew that she, you know, had built a business of her own. She had left her job as a vice principal of a middle school to trade full time. So we just said, you know what, let's get together with other Dallas based entrepreneurs. Turns out there were a, there's a there are a number of people from ThinkCon, from that financial independence yep. community located right here in the DFW area. I reached out to everybody proactively, you know, kind of just started a chat. And we started to meet. And once we started to meet and learn more about each other, then we were like, oh, this girl, Terry, she's legit. Right. 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 Because you don't know who's really doing anything for real on social media. (laughs) You can't really tell. Everybody looks like a successful, you know, (laughs) podcaster or YouTuber or whatever. You know, everybody's not millionaires out there. No. They're not. But. Um, but we met Terry and was like, okay, she is legit. She yes. has a legitimate level of knowledge yes. um, and she has the credentials to back it up. I mean, the girl graduated from MIT mm-hmm. and we, we loved her spirit as a person. Yes. So turns out she is an ordained minister. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, what do you get? What do you get from that? I, I get goosebumps. I'm like, oh, I love her. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so 
But we weren't ready to invest in her class right away right? because we had never taken a class and we had been historically buy and hold investors. In so the stock market, yes. we checked out the area and found out that there's a company called Online Trading Academy who offered an entry level, like just kind of intro to market timing class. We went to that, learned some things, realized what we wanted to get out of the course, mm-hmm. got a huge $25,000 yes. quote from them. Once they told. On now, the and that was the lowest one, y'all. Yeah. That wasn't, they had three levels and that was the low one. Yes, yes, yes. So that was like the lowest one for what we wanted to learn. You wanted to learn, we wanted to learn their base strategy. Right. We wanted to learn trade stocks. We wanted to learn the trade options. And we had no stock knowledge besides. Outside you know, of buying hold. Buying hold, yes. So once he said $25,000 oh, no, 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 no. and, 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 and Terry's class that included the options trading piece, which is called the VIP trading travel course was 5,000. We ran back yes, to Terry's course. We went online and signed up like immediately. Yeah, we were like, this is not, yeah, this is nothing compared to when you, it, it's funny how things are it's relative, right? Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. We thought it was a lot of money until we went to this actual school and they were saying, Hey, you got to look at it like a degree, which I understand. They're like, listen, when you go to, when you go to it college, was very good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. When you go to, when you go to college, you, you know, you, you pay for something you learn over time and, and we got it. But at the same time, if we don't have to spend $25,000, no. then let's not. She had already been to one of those schools. So, yeah. Right. So I had, um, so yeah, we signed up for Terry's course and I became a full-time, full-time. a full-time trader. All that to say that that's what I do today. I trade stock full-time. COVID pretty much shut down our travel business. We received zero dollars because as a travel agent, you don't get paid until people travel. And all travel was canceled. All travel was canceled in 2020. So you have to make the decision. Do you keep and maintain a business where you go a full 12 months with no income and then rev that business back up? in the next year. And if you decide that you want to do that, you know, you, you have to also decide how much work you want to you want to put into that. And I could just make so much more money trading stocks. It wasn't worth it is what right. it boiled down to. Awesome. No, that's that's amazing. You know, your, your journey is is so inspirational. Just thinking about you guys, you know, came together, got married, paid off debt, became real estate investors traveled the world together for one year, came back, started the YouTube channel, and now you're a real estate, um, real estate agent and you trade uh, stock. That is that is amazing, right? How it just comes full circle to what you originally, our original goals was, well, we right? We started to, out with, one. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all came back to stocks and real estate. Yeah. That's how yep. we paid up our house because we had stock and because we had real estate and, and that's where we are today. It was all a dream. <laughs> it was all a dream. There uh, you go. You, you guys are always on the same page. <laughs> yeah, he got me right. No, we're on the yep. same sentence. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is amazing, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this last question that I have is just like for individuals who maybe thinking about getting married or individuals that are currently married, like when it comes to money, like what are some like key actions that they can take, you know, to get their money right? Man. They they got to get on they got to get on on board. I mean, so if start if, with premarital counseling. Yeah, pre, yeah, premarital counseling is yeah. We 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 had a sheet that we went through. Remember that we yes. found it on the internet. I think and premarital it, questions. It's ten pages. And, and it's like actually. ten pages of questions, and we found this thing. It was fantastic, and it was you know it's funny. We went to premarital counseling with our church when we you know we were first getting together, and. But we but, needed but to do the we questions did that, first. Yeah, we did that before we got there, and we were pretty much on page 
before we even got to the classes. So it's, we felt like we were so, so much farther ahead, you know, and. It, and that's know. because of Rob Lee. He's a planner. He did not want to go to premarital counseling without already having some idea what they would talk about. Right. That's the type of person he is, guys. You can't really do anything without giving him some heads up. Like if it, <laughs> if it's not. They don't like surprises. No. Well, like a surprise birthday. Yes. But that's probably about the extent of Or a it. trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like that, everything that, else in our life is on a calendar. Not, not podcast if interviews it, and nothing like that. <laughs> if, it, if it's not on the calendar, it does not exist. Right. Wow. So that good. might help with the from a communication standpoint. Yeah. If you, but if you are already married <laughs> and years have gone by <laughs> and you are not on page with money, then you're screwed. No, just joking. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to get, you need to pull back and you need to reevaluate everything. You need to, if, especially if it's not working out flawlessly, yeah. which most likely some, you know, some people say, Oh, it, we've been there 20 years and it's fine. Okay. Well, but be open to seeing a counselor. Yeah. Taking a class. Yes. Reading some books. I mean, you can go much, our opinion is you can go much farther, much faster when everybody's on board, not just blowing money, you know, this way and that. Right. So I, that's what I recommend. Yeah. No, counseling. Get yeah. get that education. Yes. Spend that time learning. Yes. Yeah, and, and be and and, and share about marriage, right? Right, right. Yeah. And, and you know, and sharing that money, those you know, those money things together, and say see how each everybody feels about it, and how you can get on page together. So. This is great advice, guys. Thank you so much. I mean, you guys have shared so many gems on this episode and uh, a lot of people are going to learn. They're going to learn how to hustle and grow. <laughs> but lastly, guys, um, where can people find you? So youtube.com forward slash learn, hustle, grow yep. and learn, hustle, grow.com. Yeah, yeah, we just throw everything on you. Instagram, learn, hustle, grow. <laughs> And we don't tweet much, but we we are on Twitter as Learn Hustle Grow. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is good, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank we really you. appreciate you coming on. Uh, we we, love it. I'm glad that you guys are on. Excited to share this with our listeners. Mm -hmm. And uh, just thank you for uh, connecting with us uh, at FinCon. Yes. You know, you're, you're a couple that we, we model after, and we, we love everything that you guys have done. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We really appreciate all the support. And if you like what you heard, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and also give us a review. And remember, it all starts with intention. Get intentional.